welcome to the Seek First CEO podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Okay, literally fangirling over here. Uh, I am so excited to just welcome Shay. I'm, I'm, I'm just welcome to the show. I could say a million things, but let's dive in. I am really looking forward to our chat. So thanks for having me, Heather. Yes. Well, Shay Bynes, if y'all don't know Shay Bynes, you, we will know her today. I know a lot of you do. Um, a lot of you have heard, I've shared some of her wisdom just in my own thing. So Shay, I would love for you to share a little, well, first of all, just tell anyone who doesn't know you, tell, yeah. tell them, who is Shay? Yeah. So I, you know, I personally loves Jesus. <laughs> I am a native Floridian. I am mother of three. I am wife to Phil. And I have three generations of children, by the way. So I have a six-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 22-year-old, all girls. I married my high school sweetheart. His name is Phil. And we've been together for, gosh, 24 years. This August will be our anniversary. And about almost 11 years ago, uh, co-founded Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, uh, all around inspiring, teaching, mentoring, advising, uh, Christ-following entrepreneurs who desire to do business in partnership with God. And really led and empowered by the Holy Spirit so they can experience his best and have a greater kingdom impact through the work they do. And so, I mean, that was, and that was, that was a God story in and of itself because at the time of the assignment, I didn't even know what a kingdom-driven entrepreneur was and you couldn't Google it and find any answers. And so it's kind of been a wild adventure over the last now It's hard to believe it's been almost 11 years now, but I'm delighted to be here. I'm a passionate storyteller, so there's always going to be a story that comes out of my mouth. (laughs) In the midst of probably everything you talk to me about, there will be a story in there somewhere. But, you know, I just love God, love people. I just love to see what God's doing uh, in the marketplace right now. It's just really exciting to watch. I love that. Yeah, I was was thinking about our time together today. I just kept hearing the word pioneer and I, I mean, you literally are. And I love that you shared that too, that you had no idea what that is. And I think so often when God gives us an assignment, we're like, wait, me? What? Yeah. And we want, we want this full, like, okay, instruction manual. And as yes. a pioneer, you don't get that. You don't get that. Yeah. You don't get that. But, but there's just this reality that if he called you to it, then he's equipped you for it. And so you may not know, but you know, the one who does know. And so you just walk it out with him. And so that's what it's been like. I mean, it's still like that. Cause he's still, he's still inviting me to adventures that I do not have the expertise for. Right. So this, this journey doesn't go away. Um, this is just, I consider this just part of the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God that I'll have for the rest of my days. So. 
I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, and I think that's so encouraging for someone who is watching. Like I look at you and I'm like, well, you have arrived. You figured it out. You know, if I thought I was arrived, I mean, I might as well just check out of here. Right. Like, or if I thought I arrived, then I don't really know God who's infinite. Right. Right. So it's like, there's always more in him. Always, always, always. We've never arrived. Yeah. Okay. So he gives you this assignment and you're like, uh, okay. Tell, take us on a little journey of like what that looks like the last Yeah, absolutely. So 2010, uh, left my corporate career that was completely led by God and completely off of my schedule and not according to any of my own wisdom. Okay. I left my corporate job. And so I then went full time into my real estate investing business at that time. And about two years in, uh, one of my real estate buddies contacted me and said, Hey, I met this woman. And when I met her, I really felt like I was supposed to connect the two of you. And so he connected me with her. She hopped on the phone with me. She's like, I've got this client. I really feel like we're supposed to, we're, I'm supposed to connect you to. So this is March, 2012 connects me to this woman named Antonina gear, who was in South Carolina, full-time employee with part-time, you know, business on the side. We hit it off immediately. And maybe eight weeks, six to eight weeks after we met, I contacted her and I'm like, you're really cool. And I'm loving getting to know you, but I really feel like God brought us together for a really specific reason. And she's like, I've been feeling the same. So I'm like, well, let's pray about it and come back in a week. And so we did that, came back in a week, talked about some stuff. I'm like, no, it's none of that. Let's pray again. Let's come back in a week. We did this three rounds. And on that third time, she says, you know, the Lord had given me these words. I put them in the journal. I don't know what they are, what they're about, what it's for or anything. This had just happened months prior. And she goes, but the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And when she said that, what came out of my mouth, that was the Holy Spirit. Cause again, I told you, I didn't know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And I said that before I even realized what was coming out of my mouth. So I was as surprised as she was to hear it. And so we're like, oh, well, okay, well, we should probably talk to Jesus about what's a kingdom-driven entrepreneur. And we should probably talk to him about how in the world this would start with the book and what do we have to do with all of this, right? And so that became the adventure of the next six months. If you can imagine writing a book about a topic that you're just getting understanding of, both of us understood entrepreneurship. We were both Christians, long-time Christians, but we didn't have an idea of what's a kingdom driven entrepreneur. And so that was like the next six months of like writing and listening and talking and praying and all the things. And then we wrote this book and gave it away for free and invited people into this Facebook group called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And we had a couple of thousand people show up and we're like, okay, now what, Jesus? So people like, is this a business? Yep. Is it a ministry? Yep. Uh, What's your monetization strategy? We don't know. We were the most praying co-founders ever. It was wild. And so it was really just saying yes to this adventure, Heather, of Clearly God's in this because this is not making any sense to me, but his, his fingerprints are all over it. And so even though I don't know what I'm doing and Antonina didn't know what she was doing, we just walked it out one step after the other. You know, she hasn't been involved in operations for years, but she's still a dear, 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 dear friend of mine. And it's just amazing that he would give someone else words in their journal that walked me into destiny assignment. Mm. And, and and said to her two and a half years in, okay, you've done your part. So she was like a midwife to the thing that was my destiny call. It was mm, wild. So good. And God will do that. Oh, that's so good. And I think that's a good word for someone who maybe yes. doesn't get to see, or maybe they get to see visually the fruition of things, but yes. the power of words, the power of sharing what the Lord's put on your heart. That's right. And, you know, it's God's spoken to me so many times. I I, I can be very independent. Yeah. Um, and the Lord's like, mm, in order for you to do this, you're going to need 
And Aaron, you're going to need an herb, yes. someone to hold up those arms. And it's so right. easy as independent driven, which is, I would say the most who listens to this podcast, she's very independent and right. reasons why we don't need to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other revelation, but I love that he used both of you to, and that's the body of Christ working together. Yes. Um, that's yes. so awesome. The fact that that movement started with a spirit of unity and collaboration is everything because yes. it's the example of everything that we talk about, it had to be a partnership with God and it was a partnership with each other and operating in the body of Christ. And so I love that he started it that way, you know? Mm. So KDE is birthed. It's birthed. I would love for you to share because one of the things I don't really so I, I know we were talking about like the six, how do we know each other? I, I yeah. don't know how somehow Tasha was on my newsfeed. She's done some of my branding and then to, Dr. Tony. And then I'm like, who are all these people? <laughs> like, where are they? Because, you know, in my entrepreneurial career, the Lord spoke to me in a, in one of my times with him of what you're doing for your, your, at the time it was a network marketing business Okay. Is actually like a very, it's a reflection of what we're supposed to do in the kingdom and how we're actually supposed to. So I was so dedicated to like sharing all the things. And he's like, uh, I have a model for you to follow over here. Fast forward, like nobody else was really doing that. Nobody right. else is really sharing Jesus through their business, you know, business tree. And I'm like, ah. but then I find you, I'm like, wait, there are people. <laughs> that are doing this that have gone before yes. and grace over grind your book changed my life it so totally helped me it, and i should say it started and that is a book that you can read over and over because our minds go back to do more to get more do more to get more what the world is just kind of just puts into our minds and so yeah, yeah when you uh when when i knew we were going to do this podcast i'm like oh my gosh like You've changed my life. And I think you've That's changed awesome. so many people's lives. Um, I'd love for you to, uh, I, I'm con- I'm going in many different rabbit trails. I'm, I'm flowing wherever you're going. Okay, I want to talk about the C, the chief fire igniter, the C, the, what I love that because obviously this is seek for CEO podcast. And right. um, I'd love for you to talk about your role in KDE yeah. and the kingdom driven entrepreneur. Yeah. So first of all, Chief Fire Igniter, I didn't make up a cutesy name for myself. The Lord gave me that name. This was probably in year two of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And he had me um, do a study on fire in the scripture. And as I was doing that, I was like, oh, okay. So fire represents your presence. Fire represents your passion. Fire represents your power and your purity. Okay, great. He's like, yeah. So you're the Chief Fire Igniter. And so you're called to ignite others to demonstrate my power and my presence and my purity and my passion in the marketplace. That was such a, and that was an important thing for me to understand in those early times, because we still were figuring out this kingdom driven entrepreneur thing. Right. And so I've been riding with that since, you know, whatever the, I guess that would have been 2013. So, so that's fun. There's been new dimensions to it as we go along. Interestingly enough, I'm not even the CEO. I'm not even, I co-founded Kingdom Driven LLC. My husband became the CEO at the end of 2020, which was a total God orchestration. That was a total surprise to both of us. Neither of us saw that coming, but the Lord had started to show me at the end of 2019, and this will help somebody because you have to think about legacy and multiplication and all of these things when God calls you to something way larger than yourself, you know, and, and he always, by the way, calls us to something way larger than ourselves. All right. Side point. So I knew that kingdom driven entrepreneur, I knew from the beginning that it was a movement not centered around, it was not a guru movement centered around Shea Vines. It's a 
kingdom movement in the marketplace centered around Jesus, right? And so I knew I wouldn't always be in a lead seat, but I was called to pioneer something. But at the end of 2019, the Lord was showing me, I was getting visions of things that I'm like, I'm not the CEO. And it's like, you know, we had been cultivating team and all that stuff. I had a CEO and all those things, but I'm like, none of these people would be the CEO. So Lord, what are you doing? And so it was getting increasingly uncomfortable because I'm like, the Lord keeps showing me other things, but I don't know who, like who's supposed to be the CEO. And Dr. Tony, who you mentioned earlier, she's our prophetic strategist. And I remember going to her in a meeting. I was with her and our COO at the time. And I was like, doc, I mean, I'm like, this is really getting annoying because the Lord keeps showing me vision around other things. But I'm like, Lord, who's going to be the CEO? I mean, who's been prepared to be the CEO? And she just quietly does like she does. And she laughs and she says, well, Bill's been cultivated to be CEO. Now, Heather, he had only been on the team for a year, less than a year. And I'd only put him on the team because the Lord said put him on the team and neither of us knew why. He's a massage therapist, had been running his practice for almost 20 years at the time. And we're just like, okay. So we had him on the team and had him come into meetings, but he didn't have a role really beyond that. And now the Lord's saying he's going to be the CEO. So I'm like, Lord, if that's what you're doing, you need to talk to your son. And because I'm not going to go to him and say, mm-hmm. honey, the Lord said, mm-hmm. right? the Lord said, said the Lord. You're, supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to be the CEO of the company that your wife co-founded. And so God in all of his goodness did exactly that and gave him a very, very distinct dream that answered the question of, is this my assignment to do? is it now? Am I ready? And it was like, yes, yes. And yes. And so he became the CEO, much to both of our surprises. And, uh, and it's been awesome. So now I'm the lead advisor for kingdom driven entrepreneur and also advising, you know, um, kingdom CEOs and God's calling me to some other areas right now. So it's been, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting last couple of years on the, on the post side of being CEO, but it's, but I'm still very, very much involved and, and prayerfully will have an opportunity to be involved for the rest of my life. It's been just That's awesome. amazing. And I think, you know, just thinking about like kind of handing that off, like I'm sure there was some like, you know, like, what are we doing here? Is this real? Well, like, yeah. 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 There was a lot of that. Cause it's like, well, first of all, we're com- extraordinarily different stylistically, like extraordinarily mm-hmm. different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, so this is going to be interesting. Well, how is this going to work? Because who's going to do this, 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 and this, right? Because yeah. I'm also I'm not just this. I was also a founder, so you know I've done all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Even though we brought on team that then we're taking care of things, I have I have history of doing a whole lot of things, right? And so I know the entire story of this thing. And so for my husband, he knew the story of it from the stories that I told him and the advice that he would give me as we were walking this out, but he hadn't been in it, right? And so wow. he's a natural visionary. I call him natural visionary and supernatural implementer. I am supernatural visionary and natural implementer. So we're very different. So I'm thinking when he comes in, okay, where's all the implementation stuff? Like what's going to happen there? And, you know, and all of those things. So I was like, but God, you know, what's needed at the time and what he carries is what's needed. And so I trust you and I trust my husband and we're going to be okay, but I've got to figure out how to stay in my position. And so it was a super awkward dance, at least for that first, I would say 18 months after he took the seat, because I was trying to figure out how not to be too close and not to be too far. And that took some time, certainly as a founder. I mean, that really did take some time. Yeah. I love that because I'm on your email list, listen to your podcast. You know, it's it's like, I kind of have seen some of the, but to hear 
Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Um, let's talk about your book because it's such, I, I'd already mentioned it, it's changed my life. And I know it's, I, I recommend it all the time to people. And I think the interesting part, I was just having this conversation with somebody, you know, when somebody carries a message that has a lot of power, that means that they've gone through it, right? So I would love for you to share that, the concept of, you know, grace over grind and yeah. where was that birth from and, you know, yeah. just whatever else you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So this came up. So my background, I was a total, I was a total grinder. Okay. So super performance driven, achievement oriented. Uh, that was my thing. I mean, if I could think it, I can make it happen. I could strategize it. I can make a plan and I'm going to go for it. And that's just it. Right. And so, and it has, and how that looked with the Lord was I'll create my plans and then I'll ask God to bless them. So that was kind of my orientation with the Lord and certainly my orientation with work. I was working a corporate job. I had a business on the side. Like I could do all the things like, I was the one who went to school, was planning a wedding in another city, finishing my degree and buying a house and accepting a job all at the same time. Like that, that was me. Okay. You got it. You got to cover it. (laughs) Just to give a picture, to give a picture. So now imagine that the Lord calls me into this thing called, I leave my job out of obedience to the Lord. And even when it made no sense. And that was the beginning of the journey of just like, okay, God cares about my work. I didn't really kind of know that. But then I was still trying to grind it out and do it on my own strength, even after I left out of obedience to the Lord. And then he got me all together and asked, are you done trying to do that yet? And I'm like, yes, I am done trying to do that because this doesn't seem to be working anymore like it used to work. And so that began my walk. This was 2010, 2011, you know, 2012. So then imagine I'm called to something called kingdom driven entrepreneur and trying to figure out that what that means and what that looks like. And I, I grabbed hold of the idea that, oh, I'm doing this for the glory of God, like this business is, is yielded to God and all of that. But I did not have the idea of with God yet in those beginning months of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. It was like, we're kingdom driven. We're we're here for the impact for the kingdom. But I still had in me a bit of grind, even though I was walking out literally step by step what the Lord was showing at that time. I still had kind of that grind mentality in me. So what happened was maybe, I, I don't know, a handful of months after Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started, I was sitting in church. And our pastor did a message on Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And these are the scriptures commonly known as, you know, Jesus saying, come to me, all of those who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And he talks about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's those scriptures. But this particular Sunday, he read it in the message, which I had never heard before. And it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. I heard that and it was like, it hit me like lightning and water simultaneously. And I was like, there is a gap between what I'm living and what I have understanding and revelation of And what I just heard and what I just caught in the spirit. And so I asked Jesus in that moment, I was like, I need to know what does it look like to work in an unforced rhythm of grace? I don't know what that is. And I don't know what that looks like and show me. And that began the journey. So that was, so that had had to be like early 2013 when that happened. And so after years of walking that out and learning how to be more sensitive to learning how to cultivate and ear to hear his voice. Before that, the Lord was so loud, I couldn't help but know it was God. I had to cultivate the ear to like, 
okay, even in the small things and all of those things, I had to cultivate an ear to hear and know how he even engaged with me other than the loud go to leave your job and the and the the word of wisdom and knowledge that I had that I didn't even know what that meant in the spirit at the time to say it's a community and movement that started with the book. I had to have a relationship that I hadn't had before and really cultivate that and then learn what it's like to actually do all things with God. And what does that look like from a business context? But that's how it started. It was hearing that, scripture and hearing walk with me work with me keep company with me watch how i do it right and so that that just spoke volumes to me it really did and so i just started to walk it out so jesus show me and he did that's so good i think that's so encouraging too for the believer who is you know doing their, I, God showed me I was doing my business for him. Oh, right. I was all about doing it for him. I wanted to please yes. the Lord, to earn his love, earn all the, you know, like, oh, and not the with. Um, but it's so good to hear someone like you share that, that you've been walking with the Lord. You've been doing good things. That does like eight. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like it's, it's the glory to glory. It's the deep calls to deep. It's that yes. if we continue to pursue the Lord, he'll continue to fill us with more. And so there is right. an unending, unending uh, journey with God as it we're is. in our business, as we're in our life, whether it's motherhood, marriage, finances, like whatever it is. Right. Uh, again, it's like so easy to look at someone and think, oh, well, they just hear from the Lord all that, you know, they just have it's like, that. no. No, not at all. And the reason I tell people about how I give people that picture of what I was like so that they understand how different it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of my, if you look back at my corporate career, I was a software engineer, super analytical and logical. Okay. If then statements, you know, Mm -hmm. then I was a project manager. I, I counted all the costs, mitigated all the risks, knew exactly what to do because I had this particular project that I had scope and understanding of to manage, right? So I'm coming from that. And then going up an executive track of being a program director and having a lot more insight and information and being able to operate strategically and logically to, wait, you want me to do what, Lord? I don't, there's there's nothing in me that I'm aware of that says I should or could do that. And by the way, well, after I do that, then what? Oh, you don't want to tell me. And I can't make it up. I can't even build strategy because I don't know strict strategy for what, right? Mm. To go from that to that, I'm just like, y'all, it is possible. Okay. <laughs> In him, all things that's right are possible. That's right. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 33. Come yes. and I will tell you the things you don't know. And it's like, that is... It's it's an exciting place to be and it can be frustrating. Totally. It's the tension of it. That's why when I learned to frame it, I call it my wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. When I learned to reframe it as an adventure, that helped mm. me a lot because one, that reminds me to remain childlike and my mm. approach to it. And it also says to me, okay, just like a really great adventure story, there's going to be a lot of mystery to it that I just don't know. There's going to be some curves. There's going to be some really great highs. There's going to be some lows. There's going to be some, there's going to be some stuff that's going to kind of suck in here. But the difference is, is that I'm coming. I'm not, I'm not operating in this venture for victory. I already have victory. I'm operating from a place of victory and walking this thing out with the presence of God, with me always. The Holy Spirit to lead and guide me in all truth as I go along, which makes a huge difference in the navigation of that adventure, right? Mm-hmm. And when I learned a frame like that, it made everything. Uh, I would say it's not that it makes it easy, but that it, it brings an ease to it. 
That's so good. That is a word. It's an adventure. Yes. And if, I love that the childlike that is a that resonates with me deeply as the Lord is showing me creativity and ex- exploration and play yes. as I'm healing parts of me that I didn't know needed healed. Right. I'm learning that that is so needed. And yes. so that methodical, right. We want to guarantee success, but on an adventure, one of the, actually I have all these quotes, you know, written over here. I said, I am open to being surprised by God today. Yeah. One of the things I've been saying, yes. I love that I like right with your adventure. Okay. So I love one of the, uh, how grace will take you, take your business where, where grinding can't Right. that message. Like that hits me deep to the core. Cause we know grind. We live in a human doing world, right? We know that. Yes. Speak to the woman who is grasping at the next thing and the do and the, and just, I don't know what you want to, I mean, the book, get the book. First of all, yeah. just go to the book. There's so much, but in this, like, Yes, we can do that. Yeah. yeah, we can talk. Well, let's let's define some terms a little bit. Okay. okay. So when we when I talk about the grind, I mean Miriam Webster even gives a, a, a definition now, and it says excessive hard work. Now I'm going to take that a couple other layers. So that's what Miriam Webster says. Now Miriam Webster Miriam Webster also says that the word hard means unyielding. Mm. So we're talking about excessive unyielding. If you think that from a spiritual perspective, that goes real deep excessive, unyielding work. I would also say from a spiritual perspective, it's working primarily in your own strength. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I like to make sure people understand that because people will think that grinding only means I'm working 80 hours a week. You can grind working 10 hours a week. Mm. You can be grinding, working primarily in your own strength for 10 hours a week. Yeah, we don't want to work, you know, over overwork, but part of the, even the idea of overworking a lifestyle overworking is the manner in which you work, not just the number of hours in which you work. And so I'm trying to have people capture this doing business with God and the infinite power of his grace is a lifestyle, regardless of you're working 10 hours a week, 15, 50 hours a week. So I want to get that all on the table. <laughs> all right. So when we talk about the grace of God, a lot of people, the, the definition that they're very familiar with is that it's, is his unmerited favor. Like we are saved by grace. We are forgiven by grace in which we are, but we are also sustained by grace. So when you think about the sustaining grace, it's that it's that divine enablement that's empowering you to be first, all you're called to be, to do all that you're called to do and experience way more than you would ever, ever experience on your own. Think Ephesians 3 and 20, exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask, think, or even imagine, right? That's Mm -hmm. his sustaining, enabling, empowering grace every moment of every day with you. And so the invitation that we have, and I believe it's more than an invitation, but it's also what we're called to in the kingdom of God is to work with him in his grace from a posture of rest, not work, work, work in my own strength for rest, but work with an active awareness of the presence of God in my life to seek the heart of the father, to seek the mind of Christ, to seek the strategy of the Holy spirit and how I function and flow whether it's my business, you know, my, I mean, I use grace over grind for everything. People are like, when are you going to write a parenting book? I'm like, I already did. It's called grace of a grind. Just like say how grace will take your parenting where, you know, such and such book can, I don't know, whatever. But the bottom line is, is that the idea of doing things with God apply. It's a kingdom lifestyle message. So I love it that I get emails from pastors of churches that are like, oh my gosh, I am the most grinding pastor. And thank mm-hmm. you for this. Cause I can, it's like, it's weird to think about that, right? I, that there's 
pastors that are like, I'm not even pastoring with God. I'm helping people to learn about God. I'm taking care of the sheep and I'm doing all the things, but I'm doing it primarily in my own strength. So you've got pastors that contact me. I've had Silicon Valley employees contact me and say, oh gosh, we're around here. It's complete grind culture, but I'm learning how to engage this -hmm. culture differently and actually to partner with God in the midst of my, my work, to create, to do, to be with God in the midst of this corporate structure, right? I love that there's some stay at home moms that are like, Listen, I was reading this, but as I was reading it, I was thinking, and the Lord was talking to me about how I engage my kids. And so now I'm learning how to do grace over grind as a mom, right? It is a lifestyle. It's a kingdom lifestyle message that we're invited to and called to. So good. You said something that, um, you said a lot, but the, so <laughs> the, the rest, I think, so that word, uh, yeah. I've done, I've done some word studies on it. I would yes. love for you to share because you said we're not working for rest, right? Even in the, the work five days a week, you get two days off. Like that's just our society. And so I would love for you to just impart some wisdom on yeah. the word rest. And what does that mean to work from rest? Yes. So that rest is like this, it's this act of awareness of an all-powerful God in your life. You have access. You're coming from that place of in Christ on a regular basis. You can actually live from that place of in him. So as opposed to feeling like, okay, now I have to go do, 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 do. And now I will go physically rest my body and then maybe sit quiet for for a little while and enjoy my rest. It's like, no, do that. Yes, absolutely rest, physically rest. That's a very important aspect of rest, to physically rest. But also what is it like How much would your life change if you were moving, having your very being in him, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our very being. If we operated in that way where we realize that we have access all the time, not just, oh, well, I've got to go away. I've got to sneak away and spend some time with the Lord and just, no, you can do that every day. Do that too, but you have access every day. Every moment of every day, you have access, Emmanuel, God with you. And so a lot of times, at least for me, I mean, I didn't have, I had no insight into that. And I, and like I said, I, I've been in church since I, I can't remember like not being in church. Mm-hmm. I've been in church that long. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no idea of the Holy Spirit's role in my life. I knew Jesus loved me and I knew that this Bible was very important for me to read and to live by to the best of my ability. And that was about it. And then when you realize, wait, the Holy Spirit is with me to lead me and guide me in all truth. Like, wait, in him, like I'm in him, like he's with me and we can do all the things together. That was a game changer. Mm -hmm. But then how do you realize how you can do that? You have to engage God differently. So before, instead of, I would just do things and just be like, Lord, please bless us. Or I've run into a problem. Lord, can you, can you fix this? Can you help me with this? It went to Lord, like, these are my thoughts. Well, what are your thoughts? Lord, I don't even want to have thoughts right now. I want to know what your thoughts are first. And then let's talk about it. You know, you know, what's your heart concerning this? Here's my plan. But what do you think about my plan? Here's my priority. What, what's your priority? Cause I want to exalt that over mine. Right. What's the strategy that that I want to go and seek you first in the midst of things? And that required dialogue that I had never had before because it was always just me tossing up my my request. 
Yeah, an actual conversation. Right. This was like engaging God in a conversation. And I remember how different it was for me to engage scripture because I, because it was a checklist. I wouldn't have said this, but right. in, in practice, it really was kind of like a performance thing. It was like, you know what? I'm going to read the Bible in a year. So let me make sure I read this today. And then it's like, check. And then it was like, wait, the Holy Spirit is actually the one who leads and guides me to all truth. I'm engaging the, I should be engaging the living word as I'm reading this written word. And so now I'm asking Holy Spirit, as I'm reading this, like, what do you want me to see? Help this come alive for me. It was just a whole different world. And it just took cultivating intimacy with God. And it was the thing that was like, I needed to actually dedicate time to not from some religious routine perspective, but when you're, when you're establishing intimacy with anyone, what does it take? Some time. Right. That's, and so I just started doing that. And it was just like, wow, no, I, I was realizing how present God was with me. I'm not going to do back to back to back to back meetings. I'm going to take, make sure I've got some space between because I want to like seek God and sit with the Lord, like about what the meeting that just happened and the meeting that's about to happen or, you know, or just be still. Or I just started re just engaging God differently and it I changed everything. It. Yes. I love it. Oh, an adventure, really. And it and really I, is. And that's when, working from a place of rest. Mm -hmm. And when you meet, you know, I don't know you and Phil, your, your love story, but like when you first start to date someone, you want, you want them to be in the little things too. You want them to know how your day went. And I always remind myself, God, God is like that. He wants to not just be in, we don't compartmentalize him. And so I would love, because I think this is something personally that I've wrestled with over the last three, five, three to five years is this whole concept of like quiet time. And, um, you know, I've given myself full permission this year, not to have that super structured, warm cup of coffee, worship music going, which I love that. I love that. I have three kids that are little, I still have, you know, a kid's not even in school yet. Can you talk to the mom who like has this concept of quiet time and how do you engage the Lord the father, the Holy spirit, like all throughout the day. Can you give us some practical things for that? Yeah. I mean, and it is super practical, right? Because it could be while you're on your drive, I'm driving, I'm in my shower. Okay. I'm taking a shower. You know what? I'm having a conversation with Laura while I'm taking this shower, right? You could, I remember when I had my youngest daughter, so she was my 40th birthday gift. So she was born a few days after I turned 40. And I remember it was like doing all the things. So here I am in the middle, in the midst of, cause she's sick. So I was in the midst of building a kingdom driven entrepreneur. I've got a newborn baby. Right. And I remember and this, she was the first child that I'd had that I had really had. I'd had years of revelation of walking out grace over crying now. So it was really awesome to realize, Oh, like, I have a conversation with God while breastfeeding. I was having conversations with God while washing dishes. I was having conversations with God like whenever. And sometimes I would physically leave the house and be like, see you guys later. And I would go get my coffee and go sit in the parking lot at the coffee shop and sit. And it would be me, Jesus, and my car and some coffee. Right. It's just like whatever it took. But at the pop, the, I, there was a, there was a, in that last house that we were in, we had a swing in the back. I would just go and sit in the swing and just sit holding the baby, spending time with Malia and having a conversation with the Lord, right? So I think that we overcomplicate it because mm-hmm. we think it needs to look a particular way. But if we're recognizing that he's with us always, then that means that at any time you can be engaging God. I'm engaging God while I'm having a conversation with you. That's how the Holy Spirit can lead and guide a conversation that we're having, mm-hmm. right? So I can be simultaneously talking to you yet being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit 
simultaneously. I don't look at that any differently than when I'm hanging out in the shower or, or doing a drive or whatever. It's engaging God. That's but so- I do also believe that there's times where it's just like, for it, it depends on your personality, but I think everybody needs like that stillness within them to have greater, um, cause it's not that, I mean, he's already there, but your ability to discern mm-hmm. happens when you're, you're quiet in your spirit. Right. And mm-hmm. so whatever that looks for you, for my husband, who's a massage therapist, while he massages clients, he has so many God encounters and God ideas and things like that, just as he's massaging his clients. Right. In fact, some of his best time with God happens while he's massaging his clients. That's so, so we don't have to overcomplicate it. He, yeah. He wants to meet us in every, yes. every area. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I had a, a, a mentor of mine ask me not, not long ago, when do you feel closest to God? And it kind of made me pause. Cause you know, of course I can say, well, the quiet time, I thought it's actually in my coaching calls when I hear the voice of the, of the Lord yes. and I can impart that, or when I am working in tandem and I had sat with that for a little bit because I thought, is that wrong that I feel Not the closest with him? And I love that you share that about Phil. Um, yeah, it's like we can so put him in, right in a box. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, but this is the relationship that we have access to. Yeah. Whenever so and, and, and whenever and however. And it looks different for everybody because everyone's lifestyle, your unique DNA, your circumstance, all of those things. But you know what? It doesn't matter what any of those things are because God will meet you in the midst of that. And so we just have to give ourselves permission to do what we've already been given permission to do, which is to engage God whenever and however. I used to have like these morning walks. I I, I would really love to get this season back where I would just, I would take this one hour walk every mm-hmm. morning and it would be the best because in the nature and me sitting by water, those are some of my best times that I have with God. But then when the season ended where I couldn't do that anymore, I was so sad because I was like, I love that, you know, but then I had to find for this, for the season that was ahead. I need to focus on a different way. I found another way, you know, to, to still not the same as my long walk. Right. But I found new ways to engage because he's always there. Right. So I didn't ever want to idolize, idolize, like this is the only way. That, mm. that I can really hear God or encounter God powerfully. You know what? He me, he knows what season I'm in. And so if the season isn't allowing for a one hour walk every morning, he already knew that. And so he will meet me just as powerfully in another way. I just have to switch my mind and not thinking that I'm missing out. And that's it. That's it. It's the mindset of what it should look like or needs to look like or has to look like. And that was yes. one other thing I wanted to ask you is that yeah. a lot of women I work with, you know, we go through this season where we feel like we don't hear from God. Yes. And I'm always like, stop saying that. Like you're like just saying that out loud. That's a mindset, right? But for the woman who feels like maybe she's in a drought or she's just not hearing from God, what is right. like, what's your, what would you say to her? Yeah. So there's, there's really follow-up questions to that. Cause when people say that, usually what they mean is in a particular context, mm-hmm. there's something, there's like an answer that they're really looking for, mm-hmm. that they're waiting for. And that's, and because they're not getting an answer to that question that the, in, in the timing in which they're waiting for, they think they feel like he's completely silent. Right. So mm-hmm. one of the things is like, let's really, let's evaluate the truth. Right. Which is, are you mostly frustrated because there's a specific area in which you've been praying and you just don't feel like you have an answer on, you know, cause usually that's the case. Right. And then if that's the case and you're like, okay, really? Well, actually he's talking to me in other areas, but this particular thing is really bothering me that I don't have an answer on this particular yet thing yet. And he's silent on this thing. 
then number one, be real about it, right? But number two, it's like, you can actually be honest with God about how you're feeling about the things. Like, we don't even have to do that in our own strength. Yes. You know, there have been times where I've gone to God about things like, gosh, what is it? Just why are you so quiet about this thing? Like, or why does it feel like X, Y, and Z? Or, or just sh- like, show me something, tell me something. And I really had to shift my lens because it was like, I was awaiting a certain way. I was standing in expectation of a certain thing, a certain answer, a certain way in which he communicate and missing out on the reality of what was really going on, right? There were times where sometimes it would seem like silence because he had already answered it and I hadn't walked something out yet that he had already answered. And I keep talking to him about the same thing in which he's already answered. Some people will answer you over and over again, but frankly with me, not usually. It's like, I already told you, right? Go so back, go back we, to the right, last go thing. Back to what, go back to the last right, thing back I told to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there've been other times where I'm like, what? And he's like, not your business yet. Okay, cool. Not, not, not my business, right? There's been times where I'm going, I'm like waiting for an instruction. And I remember this so distinctly. There was a time where this was maybe, this was many, 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 many years ago. But there was particular things that I was waiting for instructions on. He's like, no, you already have my heart on this thing. What are we doing? Like, we're about to co-labor on this thing and you already have my heart on it. So the thing that's on your heart to do, you're waiting for me to instruct you on something that is already in you and you're already aligned with me. So let's go. Right. And I remember that was maybe two and a half years into kingdom driven entrepreneur. This like, he's like, you have sought my heart so much and my mind on this so much that there's an alignment here. You have delighted yourself in me and I have given you the desires of your heart. And when you walk those things out, you are walking out my heart. So go be free and do that with me. That's a word someone needs right now, because I think so we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves so much so that we are waiting and waiting when it's like that whole God's waiting on you. Like I, I'm with you. And so when we lack trust in ourselves, we won't move forward. Right. Uh, you know, and I always encourage people that like the Holy spirit, that's his job is to guide. And if you if heaven forbid, you make a left turn and you were supposed to make a right turn. That's his, you won't have peace. And he's like rerouting, rerouting. Like, yeah. Track. And I if love- you keep going, he'll still yeah. redeem it later. And there was something in there that you experienced that you wouldn't have chosen that route, but God knew that there was something in that route that was going to form something in you that was necessary for where he already see- sees you going that you do not see yet. So good. So it's like when I go back and look at Heather, the roughest two and a half years of my last 11 of walking out kingdom driven entrepreneur, there's so much gold from those two. And I've walked all this stuff out. I mean, it's all out there, <laughs> but it's like the, the gold from those two and a half years is like gold for the rest of my life. Like I'm absolutely unshakable in some areas because of being able to get on the other side of those two and a half years with God. And then saying, looking back and saying, oh, that really sucked. But what's, but give me your perspective on that. So I know what to take into this, into my future. Right. And when he pointed out the things that I need to walk away from that experience, those multiple experiences with, I was like, man, that completely changed my lens. I was like, wow, that makes perfect sense for where I was headed. How would I have known? Or you know what I'm saying? So there's just, there's so much goodness where it's like something doesn't happen in the timing that you would have hoped or in the way that you would have hoped or whatever, but yet God uses circumstances, situations, even the ones that we get ourselves in because for whatever reason, he'll even redeem those. And there can even be gold that comes from those because- he will cause all things to come together. You know, he's, to work together for those who love him and called according to his yeah. purpose, right? So there's so there's goodness in that. And that's why it's like, so we can just really trust him, trust yourself, trust him in you and take steps. And I'm like, you don't have to take leaps, 
take steps. And as you take steps with him, then it's like you're, you're exercising your faith muscles and, you know, and cultivating those and growing in faith to walk this thing out and more and more gets revealed as you go. And then in greater, greater confidence that you can walk in with him because you're growing in confidence of, of your ability to walk with him. You already know he's able. <laughs> so you're growing in, co- in confidence to understand that you are able in him. <laughs> That's good. Oh my goodness. So much wisdom. I, yeah, I, I just am in awe. Every time I hear you and I'm still kind of pinching myself, I'm having this conversation with the five. <laughs> um, so oh my God. all the stories though. I've talked to you literally all day. I would love, I know the women listening are just like, wait, I need more of Shay in my life. So can you tell them all the places they can find you? And of course, sure. um, the book, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So First, first and foremost, please go read Grace Over Grind. Don't just buy the book, read it. Don't just read it, but actually live it. And when you read it, there's exercise in it that say, ask Holy Spirit this. I encourage you to please ask Holy Spirit those questions that are in there because that makes that book very personal for you, which is where a whole lot, that's the upgrade of the breakthrough. You'll get breakthrough reading the book without it. But if you do that, you get like double, triple, exponential yes, for you yes. okay so Can that's I ask the first you one thing. thing is it on, yeah. i have i have the i have the written copy is it on audible yes so okay, you can but- get it in kindle you can get it in paperback or you can get it in audio if you go okay. to graceovergrind.com it'll link you to all the all the various versions so i say that though to say if you're going to do audible because a lot of my people do audible you got to yeah. buy the books so you have the tangible you're going to be highlighting right. be writing and those questions that you have yes. like, those are practical steps because i know you're listening to it when you're doing your workout or whatever and you're like oh i'll do that later and you don't do it later right so i'm going to encourage you if you're going to do audible get both okay yes. all right go ahead keep going yes because you can listen to the audible over and over and over and over again i know folks who would listen to it every day it's only an hour and 51 minutes mm-hmm. like they would listen to it multiple times a week but then you write your stuff in your book. So I love that you gave that advice. And as far as me, you'll find me mostly on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn under Shea Bynes. And so you can connect with me anywhere. Yeah. KDE, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Yeah. Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Yep. You go there as well. So lots, lots of places. All the places. Shay, what an honor. Truly, like, thank you for spending time with me today and pouring wisdom out to the listeners of this show. I am so blessed by you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our chat. Thanks, Heather.